Taylor. And I'm Dara. Welcome to Overall Thoughts Podcast. Where we talk all things photography, entrepreneurship, and life. Yay! (laughs) So today's (laughs) episode is all about getting started in photography and building your photography business from the ground up and all of our best tips and tricks on how you can do that. So we'll be talking about that today. But before we start all of that fun stuff, let's do a couple life updates first. (laughs) I guess I'll get started with it. So in terms of my life right now, I think it's been like a good week since we recorded our last episode and we got to update you guys and where we're at in life. But My fiance and I are still renovating our house, but this past week we built a breakfast nook in our dining room. So that's officially complete, which means that we will be able to eat breakfast there soon as soon as we get a table. We just got to find it. So (laughs) that's fun and cute. And we also are looking to get our floors on Wednesday or at least pick them out, which is nice because we haven't had flooring in months. We've just had subfloor that we've been walking around on. So we're both very excited about that. (laughs) That's so exciting. How about you, Taylor? You'll have to send me a picture (laughs) of the breakfast nook. I want to see it. Okay. Sounds good. I will. (laughs) Maybe I'll have to do like a behind the scenes post on our Instagram story of uh, some house renovations. I haven't even done any on my personal Instagram, but... I'll have to get them out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I feel like I have posted more photos of your house than you've posted of it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to see everything that you've done. Um, for me, I have nothing too exciting either with um, the weather. It's just been so bad. It's like you can't leave your house or do anything with like the storm we got last week but I one big thing in my life that I have started doing is I have started using mouth tape when I sleep and it is game changing because I am a mouth breather sadly when I sleep like my mouth is just wide open (laughs) I wake up in puddles of drool it's really (laughs) issue (laughs) and that only oh. happens to me on really hard naps. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. I it wakes me up in the middle of the night. Like, I have to like wait. I it wakes me up and I have to like wipe it off my pillow and like flip my pillow over and go back to sleep. Oh gosh. But, but, no, I always wake up with like a sore throat from it as well. With just sleeping with my mouth open, and we always have our window open and the fan on, no matter the temperature. So. My throat is always just a little sore every morning, and I just don't sleep the greatest. And so I started using mouth tape, and it is so, so great. I rarely wake up in the middle of the night, and I started taking magnesium, too, before going to sleep. So now oh. the mouth tape has been just so great. So definitely recommend. That's I good. Like, yeah, definitely <laughs> recommend if you're a mouth breather. <laughs> it, like just correct you <laughs> over time apparently too and it like apparently can like kind of snatch your jawline and like move your jawline a little bit Ooh. which would be like an added benefit <laughs> but if that doesn't happen that's okay too <laughs> um so I love that and we I can hope and pray <laughs> yeah, right 
Um, so that has been a big thing. I love that. So if you've been considering using mouth tape, I know it can be scary to tape your mouth shut while you're sleeping, but it, it's so great. And then my other thing is I start officially marathon training today, which is so exciting, but also terrifying because I'm not ready. Like Sai and I were looking at my training <laughs> program last night and we were both laughing so hard because both of us were like, this is not good. Like, it's not going to go well. He's not doing it, but he will like ride his bike alongside of me if I have a long run. Aww. I'm That's so like, sweet. It is sweet. <laughs> you know, being a girl, you don't feel too safe out like on certain trails. Yeah. So gotta bring them along. But um, so it <laughs> is terrifying but exciting at the same time. It hopefully goes okay. <laughs> That's all I'm hoping for is you're okay. gonna do great. <laughs> well, thanks. you are gonna do great. I just know it. <laughs> I'm excited to hear about all your progress. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'll keep you updated. I think I'm going to make some, like, fun TikToks out of it, maybe, to entertain Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. That but- would be fun. And honestly, I feel like that'll help keep you mo- motivated, maybe. Definitely. Like, to, like, actually want to keep going. I could not. I told her. I was like, I could not do a marathon. So, <laughs> props to her. Literally, She's going to do amazing. <laughs> I don't know about amazing, but as long as I cross that finish line, whether I'm, like, crawling or not, it's all good like I looking at the plan at the training program I'm like my longest run in training is 20 miles and I cannot imagine doing 20 miles at all in my lifetime so oh my gosh (laughs) yeah you've got it you've got it yeah I'm like why did I sign up for this but it'll be so fun I'm excited it's just if it wasn't just snow and ice outside right now because I really prefer running outside. So that's like the hardest part is motivating myself to go out into the cold and yeah. not run in all the big snow drifts and get my feet freezing cold. <laughs> yeah. In sub-zero temperatures too. It's nasty out there. <laughs> I know. Yeah, definitely. But what can you do? <laughs> but that's all I have. Hopefully it gets warmer me. soon. <laughs> I know. That's... um. Those are my life updates, so not exciting and exciting, <laughs> but we can go ahead and jump on I love it. to all of our photography tips <laughs> starting in photography and starting your business and just photography in general. So we both wrote out a few bullet points of what we thought was most helpful for when we started our businesses. So we're just going to run through those and give you guys the inside <laughs> scoop. <laughs> Yay. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I can jump into the first one. We kind of had some overlapping bullet points in terms of like how getting started goes, I guess, and what we've kind of taken away from our journeys. But um, one thing that we both definitely wanted to highlight was practice and portfolio (laughs) building. So I'll let Taylor kind of speak on it a little bit more first. (laughs) 
So when you get started in photography, first it can be really overwhelming, especially just learning your camera in general. That would be a huge thing, which just goes right into practicing as much as you can and just photographing as much as you can, whether it's family, friends, nature, your animals, literally anything. Um, it just really helps you learn your camera basics. So when you have your camera, you really wanna start to learn manual mode and get out of auto and to learn manual mode really really well you just need to practice all the time in different lighting 100%. situations yeah different lighting situations different like movement situations like are you photographing like a flower that's still or are you photographing a soccer game where there's people running around like you're gonna have way different settings and different times of day whether you're shooting midday where the sun is high up in the sky or you're shooting during golden hour and everything is a beautiful sunset or blue hour and it's dusk out and getting dark and just practicing literally any subject you can any time of the day will help you learn your style will help you learn what you like what you need to improve on what you're good at what you need to go home and research more on just practice is the best thing that you can do for yourself you just have to throw yourself into it and just try as learn as much as you can through practice because with photography really nothing is more beneficial than just getting that experience the experience is the main thing with, with photography like you can read as much as you want about photography stuff but until you actually go out and practice and implement that that's when you're going to see the most growth so practice 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 100 <laughs> percent. and i feel like switching to manual when you're first getting started is such a nerve-wracking thing because it's like I don't know. You just see, especially if you're on like photography, uh, Facebook groups or something like that, or even just around Instagram and you see photographers and they're like, use your manual settings, shoot and raw. And you're just like, oh my gosh, like, what does that even mean? And it's just such an overwhelming feeling because not only are you trying a new thing that I feel like it's a, with photography, you can't just do it. It's not a subtle hobby that you can just do by yourself. Like, if you really want to get good at it, you have to go out and you have to be able to put yourself out. And so you're kind of subjecting yourself to a little bit of judgment from other people possibly, yeah. or at least getting that <laughs> in your own head. So you have to get past what other people think too, and just put yourself out there. And like shooting in manual is such a huge thing because I remember it made such a huge difference once I actually learned my settings. And I had pretty much like, I don't know about Taylor, but like, I feel like most photographers are self-taught. It's not like they're going to college or something and getting like taking a ton <laughs> of classes on what it means to be a photographer. But um, I remember my high school, we had dual enrollment classes and I had to take one art credit. And I was like, you know what? I was already in photography at that point. But I said, I might as well just take one of these classes. It's a photography class and see where it takes me and see what I learn. Um, I didn't really learn a ton just because it was like I had already gotten started. But um, one thing that I did learn from it just from like being around other people and stuff that were like, oh, I was still newer that were getting into it is how big of a difference practicing made. And like that, just like learning what they taught us in the class didn't help me at all. But 
in comparison to when I was just out using my camera, shooting random things like Taylor said in different lighting situations, different subjects, whether it's a moving subject or a still subject. And that helped me so much because you really just get to learn what you like, what you're good at. And it helps you recognize what those settings mean because, I mean, obviously there's different meanings to each of the settings with your ISO and your aperture and your shutter and everything like that. So you don't, you can listen and you can read as much as you want about it, but I feel like doing is what makes the biggest difference. So getting out there and practicing. And I know for me, when I was getting started, I was just asking people like, cold calling in a sense because I was just <laughs> texting people and asking them, like can I can I take pictures of you is that okay <laughs> like you don't have to pay me anything and I was just doing it for free and um I feel like that helped me a ton because it helped me gain confidence behind my camera and I also had stuff that I could post on like Instagram or something and I don't know just kind of put myself out there a little bit more and let people know that I was trying and I was I was trying to grow and I was trying to learn and do new things and I wanted to capture more things and more people. So that's like my little tidbit about practicing and how you can use that towards portfolio portfolio building. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I love all of that. It's all so true. I wrote down also just throw yourself into it and just put yourself out there and don't worry about what people think because everyone starts somewhere with literally anything like if you want to start crocheting like if you want to start running anything it's so hard to just start so if you just throw yourself into it and just immerse yourself into the photography world that just makes such a huge difference when you peel away that layer of being scared of judgment from people and who cares what people think like literally everybody starts somewhere and you could be the most amazing photographer one day even if you don't feel like you can learn anything right now so just throw yourself out there and use your family and friends as great people to practice on I would text my friends all the time being like hey do you want to go take pictures today because honestly what girl doesn't love putting a cute outfit on, doing their hair and makeup, yeah. like getting, having an excuse to get ready and go take some cute photos. And then they can post those on Instagram too. Everyone loves to have content. So it's just so much fun. And, and it's a judgment-free zone for you because you can be honest with them and you can say, sorry, I actually have no idea what I'm doing. So we're just going to like play yes. around today and just see how this goes. Yeah. And then you can also during those, you can also not be afraid to use your phone to look at like inspiration photos, like to be like, oh, I don't really know much about posing right now. So I'm just going to like look at these inspiration photos mm -hmm. and kind of like play with those and go from there. Whereas when you're a professional and you're doing like actual real sessions, if you were to do that, it would kind of be like a like weird thing to do and I mean if you do that that's totally okay but it's just some <laughs> people have different like preferences I know if I like pulled my phone out during a session to like look at poses like I would feel like really self-conscious um but that's mm -hmm. just another thing that comes with experience so if you're with your friends and family and you don't feel judged and you're like I'm so sorry I have to go on my phone and 
remember like what settings I used last time or just Google this really quick. It's not a weird thing and you don't have to feel bad about it. And so it's just such a great way to yeah just practice and put yourself out there without feeling that judgment. And it's a fun way to hang out with your friends and family. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. And I feel like in terms of posing and all of that, those are all things that come with time because I remember when I was first starting, I definitely did that. Like when I was shooting with my friends and stuff, I was just like, I got to look on Pinterest and stuff for Mm -hmm. poses. And then as you you shoot more, like it's not just the camera settings that you learn. It's also um, you you learn to read people's body languages and what what people what certain people are more comfortable with in terms of how they pose themselves and how they carry themselves and once you're able to kind of learn how to read different people in different situations and you're also able to like you can tell when somebody has a good side like they'll you you can just tell in how they carry themselves throughout the photo shoot and stuff too so i feel like practice not only helps with getting comfortable with your settings it helps you bring you confidence it mm-hmm. can help you with directing whoever you're shooting with because that is a part of the job and over time it just gets a lot easier as you go it's I don't think I know a single photographer that hasn't said that they knew exactly what they were doing overnight like everybody is like I'm still learning everybody's always still learning and there's always room to grow so don't feel like right when you get started that you have to be the next best thing right away and I like going back to the judgment piece of it I think that another thing to keep in mind as if if you are at a point where you're wanting to get started in photography and the thing that's really holding you back is the fact that you're afraid that what people will think of you. I think almost everybody runs into that when they're starting something new in terms of especially something like this. But I remember when I first started, there was a girl that was because I started mine in high school. There was a girl like a couple grades older than me. And she was like, when I started initially, she was like, everybody wants to be a photographer nowadays. And honestly, it just irritated me that she said that and it made me <laughs> want to try even harder. So yeah, if if something like if something like that happens to you or you feel like you're being judged, just own it. Like you're doing something that you love. You're doing something that could possibly change your life and like everything about it. And so just don't really care what people think because as long as you're doing <laughs> what you love and you feel confident in yourself, that's like all that matters. So Definitely. that's my little tidbit to kind of like <laughs> getting over the hump and yeah. I feel like practicing and having confidence in yourself and knowing that this is the right path for you. Definitely. And then once you do feel more confident in yourself, just in general, and then in the photography world, what is a great <clears throat> thing is to start doing model calls. And a model call is where you can go and post on Facebook or Instagram and say, hey, I'm looking to do this kind of session and I'm looking for this kind of person. Like say you really want to get into maternity photography, but you don't have any family or friends that are at that point in their life where you can do sessions with them. You can go and post on Mm -hmm. your Facebook or your Instagram and say, hey, I'm looking for a model for a maternity session. Like if you're between these weeks pregnant, please comment on this and like we can set something up and you can do it one of two ways. You can either like do the session totally free of charge if you can just use those photos for promotion and for posting and just for your portfolio building or you can say like, oh, the session itself is free and it'll include like five photos, but you can pay to get more photos for 
X amount of X amount per extra photo that you want to buy. So you can either go into it right away knowing that you're just doing it totally for free if you're still not like too comfortable, but you need to expand your client base and move away from just people that you know and start actually interacting with strangers because that's totally that's kind of a whole different ball game once you meet up with people that you don't know and have to learn how to interact with them completely without knowing who they are first. Um, well, you should know who they are first by interacting through email and everything, but just your first time meeting them in person. But model call, model call, oh my goodness. <laughs> model calls are such a good thing to just really, really get the ball rolling. And it just builds a whole new level of confidence. And that will expand your client base as well, because then you have people outside of your friends and family circle that are then going to post those photos on their social media. And then more people will find out about you that way. Mm -hmm. And you could have completely different people start reaching out to you. So once you have practiced your little heart out, which you'll still practice all the time. But once you really feel comfortable with what you've been doing with friends and family and just people that you know, or even like acquaintances, if you do model calls, or just move out of that little bubble and start going into different groups of people that'll just build your confidence in your business so much more. Yeah. And I feel like with what Taylor's saying on model call, like I feel like that can touch on two other points that we were going to kind of talk about maybe a little bit later, but I feel like it overlaps really well. Um, It's like figuring out your style and branding. And then also I feel like model calls are just a useful resource because it's utilizing the people around you to like, and you're not just like, you're not using them. That's like a terrible <laughs> way to say it, but you're, I feel like, cause you're giving them something. It's a good relationship, it is, it is. but, um, and I feel like when with model calls and stuff and you know, another thing that's very similar to model calls that even like I, photographers do it all the time. And I feel like with model calls, you also don't have to only do model calls when you're just getting started. Like I just did a model call a little bit ago. It's down season. I wanted to shoot. I was like, <laughs> you know what? I, I can have some creative control with this yeah. and I want to do this. And I, you can use model calls at any point in Definitely. your journey to attract your ideal clients. And that can help with style and branding and stuff too, just because you have a certain style that you want to shoot with, which is what you're going to learn over time. And by doing model calls, that can also help you narrow down what your style is and expand on what you want to shoot on in the future. But it's also by doing those kind of things, you can post it out and people can know exactly what you're looking for. And I know like another thing that I was, I don't even know if I said this, but, um, is photographer swaps, which that's actually how Taylor and I met the first time (laughs) is we were doing like us, we were doing a session swap. And we basically just both took photos for each other of like, of I took it of her and her fiance. And then she took it of me and Hunter, which was like my boyfriend at the time. But um, and that was like a really, that's a really good rate, good way to meet people in the community. And also to just like get comfortable with other people and get comfortable with what you're doing. Um, I'm actually doing a session swap 
in a couple weeks shout out to riley mckenna because that's her instagram <laughs> online but we both got film cameras recently and we want to try that so we're practicing our film together oh, and i so feel fun. like that's like if you find a photographer yeah i'm excited but if you find a photographer that is getting into something is that kind of the same stage as you it's so easy because you guys can bounce things off of each other and you guys can both help each other learn in different ways, which is a very useful resource overall, I would say, because you just get to you get to create a community and you can possibly learn something new while also building a portfolio. Definitely. Community is so important in this space too, where it's just I don't know why I feel like, I mean, every job is important to have community, but photography in general, you really don't know how much community matters until you're actually in the atmosphere. And if you have, mm -hmm. like, if you're following photographers on Instagram and everything, and if you really look up to a photographer, go ahead and like reach out and see if they offer mentors, mentorships. Mentorships can be so helpful. Yeah. And honestly, I I have gone to one workshop out of state in Arizona that was so helpful. And I have done a mentorship over Zoom. And then we met up in person and got to have um, a session. And that was the most helpful thing. It truly transformed the way I run my business and everything. So if there is someone that you look up to, reach out and see if they offer mentorships. Because a lot of people will do it um customized to you so whether you just want to learn more about your camera settings you want to learn how to edit you want to learn how to pose people you want to learn anything you can reach out and see if they are available to offer those and if they'll customize or personalize it to your needs and that can be such a huge thing because like dara said most photographers are self-taught and you can watch as many YouTube videos as you want, but it's so hard when you can't ask questions back to the YouTube videos. So when you can meet up yeah. with someone <laughs> in real life and ask questions back to them in real time and just have that connection, that can help you grow so much faster. So I recommend a mentorship and really it is optional because really you can't do everything truly 110% self-taught and just never have one but i really think it investing in yourself is such a good use of your time and your money and it just helps you and your business grow so much so even if you are bare bones just starting out you don't know how to use manual mode on your camera whatsoever or whether you've been in business for five years a mentorship is helpful for you in any stage of your business so i recommend seeing if any photographers that you look up to offer them because that is just so helpful. Definitely. I 100% agree with that because I feel like no matter what stage you're at, there's always going to be something more that you can learn. And I feel like if you think that you don't have anything else to learn, you're going to you're gonna kind of hurt yourself more long term because you're limiting yourself and what the possibilities are. And there's so many different ways to do things and you could be doing something really inefficient way and all it takes <laughs> is asking somebody else how they do it and you could like completely change your whole workflow and it could be working so much better for you both like in all the aspects of your life I also think being active in your community is so important just because you never know it's networking I mean you never know 
when you're going to be able to help somebody or somebody's going to be able to help you. And there's so many instances, like, I guess just recently, uh, I had a photographer that I met at a styled shoot. It was about like two years ago, honestly, I think that I went to this, but she had passed on like some wedding clients to me, which was amazing. And I wasn't available, sadly, for those dates. <laughs> but the fact that she even thought of me to pass along those like clients and that was that's just amazing that like I felt I was like, oh my gosh, that is so sweet. <laughs> so that's another aspect of getting involved in your community. And even if you have a mentorship, I I know most mentors, they want to see the people that have worked with them and trust them and look up to them succeed. And so having a relationship with somebody that you look up to is such a big like value add to your business and even just like I don't know, the relationships that you have because they're that's somebody that's always going to be rooting for you too. Definitely. Yeah, I completely agree. So jumping gears from practicing and how you can learn more and all of that fun stuff, I would love to talk about having a website. So that can be another really intimidating thing. But once you have practiced and you have photos that you can have a perf- portfolio with and you know more about what you want to do in the photography world whether that's you want to do literally everything like session wise like families babies seniors weddings couples (laughs) anything or whether you want to niche down and just pick like one or two specifics once you really figure that out building a website is so, so, so essential to you and your business. And it doesn't have to be scary and it doesn't have to be hard. But having a website is just a central space where you can send people that has all of their all of your information. And it's the most helpful thing because if somebody messages you and they're like, hey, I want to do this session. And then you have to go through like this long like messaging, like, or email with them, sending all your information over and all of your packages and just everything without them having any background info on what you do. If you have a website and they were to just go to that website Mm -hmm. before reaching out to you, they could see either all your prices, your starting prices. So they know whether you're in like their budget or not. They know what you do. They know what your photos look like. They know your style. They know who you are. It's just you need that base where you just have your hub of information for people to know or else it's just going to create so much more work for you and so much more work for the people that reach out to you. So having the website is such a big deal. And there's so many different platforms you can create a website on. And just you can either build it from scratch and build it from yourself or there's different templates like within website hosts but you can also go and purchase like website templates where there's like a pdf guide that'll walk you through exactly how to build your website so getting a website once you feel more comfortable with yourself and your business and you think okay i really want to take this to the next level and i think this is actually something that i really want to do and i do want to start getting clients Building that website is just so important. (laughs) I 100% agree. And honestly, 
building a website is not that hard nowadays either, I feel like, <laughs> because I remember when I built mine, I my website's through Pixie Set right now, and I have that's where I share all my client galleries. Like Pixie Set is an amazing platform, and I know some people use PickTime, which also has very similar features, and the prices are comparable for it. Um, but it took me like one night to make it, and then I just kind of like fixed it how I wanted it <laughs> over like the next couple days because you don't want to rush through it, but. It is very, very simple and not complicated whatsoever. <laughs> One thing that is also really nice about building a website and having it be a simple template is what I found is that most clients prefer a simpler website format anyway. So when you're getting started, that's perfect because it's easy to navigate for whoever's reaching out to you. But it also is like what Taylor said, a place to showcase all of your work and all the information that a client might need to know up front or somebody that's inquiring might need to know up front. So just a very, very helpful resource to have. Definitely. It also makes you just look a lot more professional too. Even if you're not 110% confident in yourself, it does make you look more professional and just confident. So that's also another little added bonus there. Um, so yes, a website is great. And then you can, if you have a photography Instagram or Facebook, you can have your website linked right there. And it's just a great thing to have. <laughs> yeah. And I will say this is like me speaking as if I do this often and I don't, but I should, um, in terms of other resources, just for like portfolio sharing and marketing and that kind of stuff. Instagram and Facebook, obviously. And then I would say after that, Pinterest and um, mm -hmm. Pinterest and TikTok are also extremely useful resources, which I think that will jump further into resources for photography in a later episode. This is just going to kind of be like a brief overview because Taylor's really good at using Pinterest for um, her marketing and portfolio sharing. Yeah. And so I feel like she'll have a lot to share on that. <laughs> But, I do love um, I would say those like four sites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I found her. <laughs> I definitely mentioned that before, but um I would say those four like social media platforms and then in terms of like other resources outside of a website that you can kind of just use on the back end besides for a photography business. Um so you have like Pixie Setter, Pick Time, and then um, most I found that most photographers use HoneyBook, which I think is a really useful CRM system to just manage your clients, whether it's like for contracts and invoices, which you can find really simple contract templates, which is very important. Even early on, contracts mm -hmm. protect you and they protect the client. Don't wait on that. Like I yeah. waited on that for so long. And it causes so much stress and anxiety that you don't need that you don't even realize that you have when you don't have a contract. So yes. even if it's just a simple contract that you find online that's free, get that. Um, when you get further along and you decide to upgrade, I love legal page contracts. So I recommend yes, looking into I, those. But I um, have hers as well. Yeah. Yeah, so good. So I definitely recommend getting contracts because just – in. Honestly, go to – if you don't know what you want to put into it, just because I feel like contracts are a longer conversation, um, so I'm just going to kind of give a little brief tidbit, but 
I would say go into photography Facebook groups and just ask what people have on their contracts and just include those in doesn't have to be anything special. It just has to be enough that it protects both you and the client in terms of the photo transfer and all that fun stuff. So I would say <laughs> to do that and you can do all that through HoneyBook along with invoices, which is amazing and it tracks expenses and like um, I feel like I'm sponsoring HoneyBook. I swear <laughs> I'm not, but HoneyBook is amazing. I love HoneyBook. And then code out there. <laughs> yeah, referral, yeah, honestly, referral code is in the caption. <laughs> You could they go check it out, guys. <laughs> I know one of my friends just used. It. I have a friend who's a wedding planner, and she just used my referral code to get HoneyBook no for a year. Way. So no you guys way. can do it. <laughs> nice, yeah, that's so so helpful. All of those resources to just make your life easier and manage your business. And going back to the contracts really fast. Even if you're only doing mm -hmm. model calls and they're 100% free, still use a contract, <clears throat> which I know it can be really mm -hmm. intimidating. But like Dara said, you can find free ones online, which it is best to have one that's like actually looked over by a real lawyer. But even if you have just something small to protect yourself and the client, it's so great. And like Dara said, also legally page, right? That's the website? Yeah, I think legal so. Page. Something like that. Yeah, the yeah. legal page. Or, yeah. Um, if you do invest in her contracts, they are so great because she actually will email you updates if the contracts need to be changed. Like mm -hmm. with current time, like when COVID happened, she did email everyone that had purchased a contract, a COVID clause and all of that stuff. So you're really getting your money's mm -hmm. worth in that sense. And she is a real lawyer. So you know that the contracts are legit. So that is a great thing. You yeah. don't want to not have a contract, especially when you're interacting with people that you don't actually like truly know. So definitely look into uh -huh. that, which I know that can seem really overwhelming. And especially like when we're throwing a lot of information at you, but I promise you, you yeah. can do this and step by step and really slowly. And it's not a scary thing. It's totally a learn as you go thing. Yeah, 100%. And honestly, the it, with the contracts, if you can't afford HoneyBook right away, you can even just send those over like email too to start with. And I mean, pretty much any laptop nowadays, people can digitally sign things and they can just share it right back to you. They don't have to print it and then fax it over to you or something long and drawn out like that. Um, right. I feel like nowadays with technology, it's so easy. So do not skip out on the contracts, even if it's just a simple one, because those are huge <laughs> when you're getting started. Yeah. Um, in terms of other, in terms of other resources that I found useful when I was getting started, I remember when I first started, I spent like a week trying to find what editing software to use, and then I was like, oh, Adobe, <laughs> which everybody <laughs> uses. Now that I'm on it, so definitely um look at Adobe products. Honestly, if you're young and you're getting started, they often have student discounts too. So you yes. can look into that and maybe use like a school email and that's really nice. So Adobe and using different like Lightroom products, maybe I'm not great at Photoshop. Taylor's really good at Photoshop, mm -hmm. but um, there are, I, I will say, I feel like 
but because I'm not great at Photoshop, I use it for a very slim amount of things. Don't feel like you need to use Photoshop because there are ways to edit without using Photoshop. And I feel like sometimes there's like this thing in the back of your head that just because other people use it, you have to use it too. Use what platforms work best for you in terms of editing. Because if you're still putting out a quality product at the end of the day, that's what matters is giving your clients a quality product that will look good as it's printed and maintain its quality through different transfers online and stuff too. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other resources that are definitely useful. Um, Canva. Canva for not necessarily marketing purposes, but client interactions. I use it to make my guides. I use it to make business cards, which don't sleep on business cards. Even nowadays, like you'll still have people that ask for them and they're still useful. Even if you, I don't give out a ton, but I, I have, I still have probably one person a month that asked me for a business card. So they're still definitely useful to have, and I would not sleep on business cards. Um, Outside of those, I can't think of any other resources off the top of my head that I use very consistently that have really helped my photography business, but maybe Taylor has a few. If not, we can move on. (laughs) I feel like those are really the main ones too. I use Canva weekly, if not every day, and I use HoneyBook for Mm -hmm. my client management system as well. And then, like Dara said, I edit with Lightroom and Photoshop and um those are those are my main things. The my biggest learning tool when I was first getting started was YouTube. If you have a specific um mm-hmm. like niche that you want to go into whether it's seniors or couples, um if you go on YouTube and just start searching like oh behind the scenes senior session or how to pose seniors and those kinds of things you'll find different accounts that their entire youtube account is just like educational videos and one that i really love for seniors is hope taylor she has a ton of videos that she puts out and she does a great job she's so cute too but i like her and then yeah there's another one for weddings and just camera settings and everything in general but I can't remember her name, so that's not too helpful, though. But if you just go on YouTube and search and find someone that you like their teaching style and you want to learn from, then that's just such a great way to learn so much. So YouTube is also a great thing. I use YouTube all the time still with, like, I, yeah. new things always come up with editing and everything like that, that you have to look at tutorials for, so... because technology keeps changing. So you're always going to have to be learning new things. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. YouTube University is a real thing though, guys. It helps everybody every day. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like I'm in terms of getting like using YouTube to figure out different editing softwares and stuff too is very helpful. Um, cause I feel like when you get on Lightroom or Photoshop or anything like that, there's so many different bars and like, oh my gosh, little so like links to things and it's so overwhelming. So using that to figure things out. And I think when you're getting started, edit multiple things, multiple times, like don't just like settle on the first edit when you're getting started, especially if you're not really being paid for it and there's no like deadline on it. Take your time with learning how to work all the settings and figuring out what you like 
and also figuring out what you can take inspiration from to guide your editing style. Um, I feel like it's so easy with how many photographers there are nowadays to want to like just blink on to somebody else's style and be like, this is it. Like, this is how I want to edit my photos. And while it's good to have people that you look up to and add and have like an editing style that you would admire, um, take it, take time to figure out, like, look at everyday life too, to figure out what your style is and what things you like in your day-to-day life and what things you're drawn to because I feel like that makes a huge difference too and I know I've heard some photographers I think lately I've heard a lot of photographers say that they're kind of trying to drift away from social media as inspiration and looking in their everyday life for inspiration and I hear so many people that say looking at tv shows and movies and even just what's happening around you, people that are around you, looking at old magazines or art books or something like that, your inspiration for what your editing style or shooting style is does not have to come from another photographer. It can you can you can look at other photographers as role models, but I would say definitely look at other parts of your life and just see what you're naturally drawn to to help figure out what's going to fit you best long term and also knowing looking at yourself as if you were in the I think a big thing that I did at least was when I was getting started, I looked at what I wanted if I were in a client's shoes. And if you can put yourself in a client's shoes and be like, this is what I would look for in a photographer, kind of try to base your business around that and maybe write all that stuff down and be like, this is what I'm looking for in a photographer and become what you're looking for. If that makes sense. I don't know if that helps at all, but that's something that I definitely did to help find my style. And that can be used in any sense because I know I learned that in my entrepreneurship classes when I was going to college and stuff too. And they said, put yourself in your customer's shoes and see how you can help them make their their experience that much better. Definitely. (laughs) I love that. I love that. That is such a great tip. Such a great tip. And if you're not comparing to your if you're not comparing yourself to other photographers on social media, well, let me back up. (laughs) If you're getting your inspiration from elsewhere and not social media, it's so much healthier for your mind because the comparison game is so real (laughs) since there are thousands and thousands of photographers out there and you can just get swallowed and swept away with just feeling like you're not good enough and all of that. The comparison game is just so brutal in the photography world and it really is and it never really goes away guys no matter what stage in your photography business you're at so (laughs) to start healthy habits when you're just getting started on not letting yourself compare yourself to other people is a very good thing to start with because it'll make it way easier long term (laughs) definitely and just keep telling yourself that There is space for you in the photography world. No matter how many photographers are out there, there is a place for you. There's people that are looking for exactly what you're going to be offering. And just like if you're in a crowded gym, like you deserve to be in that gym as much as everybody else. You deserve to have your own space to work out in. Same with the photography world. You you deserve to be here. You deserve your own space. And just keep telling yourself that because it can get really hard to not get down about your yourself. So that's a great thing. But I definitely love yeah. writing down 
what you would look for in a photographer and trying to become that because that's such a great tip. Yeah, definitely. I feel I feel like I don't know. There's just there's so much happening in the photography world and like what Taylor said, technology is always changing. There's always going to be new people that are joining the community. And so I think also to just have a positive outlook at on on constant change that comes in this community and just appreciated it, appreciating it and taking it in and um being able to have confidence in yourself when you're first getting started and to make sure I feel like if you have confidence in yourself and what art you're making and where you're taking your business, that's huge because there's always going to be trends. There's always going to be other influences and to know who you are in a sea of other things and people and styles and visions and stuff to know what you want and who you are and where you're taking your business is really huge. So as you're getting started, I would say my biggest tip would be to sit down and write where you want to take your business and what your business stands for and what you want to make your customers feel like. Yeah. I love that so much. That's so, so, so good. (laughs) So good. I love that. That is so helpful. And just to see the bigger picture and just, it's really like a vision board. So that's just so helpful to see yourself where you want to go and where you want (laughs) to take your business. And then once you achieve that, because you will achieve that, it'll be such an amazing feeling. So that's such great advice. (laughs) Yes. I feel like we were able to give you guys a lot of good information today. Definitely. I feel like that's really a great basis for the groundwork for starting, getting started in photography in general with just practicing as much as you can, trying to get out of auto and get into your manual settings with your camera and just learn as much as possible about that. And then once you feel comfortable with that, start branching out and doing sessions with people that you don't know, and then continuing your education, whether that's through YouTube University or through mentorships or whatever your preferred avenue of learning is. (laughs) And then start to look at some great resources and build your website and look into a client management system, look into a gallery host to deliver your clients' photos like Pick Time and Pixie Set, which Dara had mentioned. And then just keep putting yourself out there and just throw yourself into everything and don't let anyone's judgment or anything get you down because you deserve to be here and you're going to do great with whatever you do. Yes, I love that. That was the perfect recap. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have anything else that you want to add, Dara? I don't think so. You said that so perfectly. And I feel like (laughs) we were able to give so much good information. I'm excited about this episode, guys. Perfect. Yeah. If you have any other questions about getting started, feel free to like comment on our Instagram posts and ask whatever questions you have. And we'll definitely get back to you or DM us on Instagram or anything. And we're more than happy to help. We love this community and making friendships and just helping people because it is so important when you're first starting out to just have people in your corner. So feel free to reach out on our Instagram. It's at overall thoughts podcast. And make sure to be following our Instagram to stay in the loop for all of our next episodes. And next week's will be really, really fun. We're 
doing a story time episode where we'll need your help. So we are so stoked for that. But thank you for listening to all of our overall thoughts on starting your photography business. And we can't wait to chat again next week. Thank you guys so much for joining in. And we hope that you guys have the best day ever. (laughs) 